This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Caught. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Rob Phillips is out on a talking Tuesday, but it's okay. I got my guys, Brian and Mickey. We're back ready to talk after Senior Bowl and different things like that. But we also have a special guest today, Mike Marshall, a producer Put here. Put down, Mike. At the Star. Do I have to? Yes, you do. Oh, okay. You have to be. Yeah, violation already. Huh? I was looking in. at the notes. Sometimes Mickey forgets to turn off his phone. It's it's ringing and we're just ignoring it. But we have He's fun. getting up there in age. That's never happened. Passable. I hope that most people are watching on our video. We also have it on the Cowboys Now Connected TV apps because Mickey now has a beard. Is that new year, new you? Uh, It's my new me for, what, a week and a half now? So is it going to continue? Yeah, how long are we going to do this? Continue until I get tired of it, and then I'll shave it. I don't have TV to do, so this is my celebration of not having to shave every day of the week of the season. We have hashtag beard watch going on, and now do you have beef with Dave? Because Dave does TV, and he wears a beard. Do you think that's unprofessional? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> yep. Rank the unprofessional things about Dave. <laughs> it's only an hour show. Come on. That's true, Mickey. Where that's do you want to true. start? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know about that because you were with them all last week at the senior I was. How was that, Brian? It was good. He, every, uh, you know, they had uh, he and, uh, boy, this thing's going in and out. It's okay. Uh, the... Uh, the I was. They had the duty of following Stephen and Jerry around, and so that's one of those things where that's never easy to have to do. You know, when they come and go, you really don't know their schedule. But yeah, Senior Bowl was good. A lot of uh, uh, interesting storylines as far as where the draft is going to go when you have Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, the two quarterbacks involved. So uh, a lot of good evaluation. A lot of kids put their best foot forward. Some kids didn't do so well, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out at the end. How was your first experience, Mike? It was awesome. We got a ton of interviews. Media Day was actually very productive. Like, kids were willing to come over. Like, the second you said, hey, I'm with the Dallas Cowboys, they would yeah. duck off and do whatever you wanted them to do. Um, so, very productive. Got to talk to a lot of guys that I've watched for three or four years in college football, which is always fun. And then uh, after the practices, like, if someone – like, first day was, what, Trey Williams, the Auburn kid? Yeah. The linebacker, safety, whatever he's going to play, came up and popped somebody, and everyone just swarmed around him, and it was super fun to just be like, hey, man, what was that? Where are you from? Who are you? Yeah. And, he just uh, knocked someone in the face. No, well, I mean, he, 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 it's, it's really, a, you know, it's a thud practice, so they're not tackling, but mm-hmm. he just went, you know, matter of yeah. fact, like, uh, yeah, uh, when the uh, guard from Georgia that we all f- fall in love with missed mm-hmm. a block, and all of a sudden he comes roaring through the hole and hits – uh, Penny, the running back from San Diego State, right in the face and on, on a play. And Penny, like, falls to the ground, mm-hmm. drops the ball. And so, yeah, it was uh, – It was the loudest noise I think, the he, entire he, week. He hit him good. He yeah. hit him good. So it's fun to talk to those dudes right after they get done. They're really interested once you say Dallas Cowboys uh, and you put a camera in their face. They want to they sound professional and sound on point. And uh, we got a lot of interviews, and it was fun. It was a good time. Now, you know, I was just following along on social media. I'm sure you were too, Mick. We we love to get on Twitter and different things like that. Did you see Brandon George's tweet photo of uh, Jerry Jones? Did anyone see this? Yeah. It was an awesome photo. No. 
just gold. This is what gold jacket means to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, obviously, he's a busy man. You know, this is a crazy time for owners and GMs sure. to be going to the Senior Bowl because they've got a million different things going on. You know, he's got DeMarcus at the Pro Bowl, who's contract a year and different things like that. Sure. Brandon George got this photo of him sitting there, you know, the under the bleachers of Vlad Peebles, and he's talking on the phone, has a cigar in his mouth, and signing autographs. It is epic. Yeah. It is epic. It, it was. He's, he's so epic. It is funny because it, 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 it kind of describes what Jerry Jones is, a multitasker. Yes. You know, that's what I mean. Here he is, cigar corner, like you say, in the corner of his mouth. He's, he's on the phone literally, and with his other hand, <laughs> he's signing with a Sharpie. And which is, uh, I think, and uh, hey, that's uh, yes. They were holding court on that uh, that far yeah. stand over there yeah. for about two days straight. Just a just a group of Cowboys contingent and Jerry over there just hamming it up, having yeah. the best I think it time. Was awesome, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. And you know, he'd probably own that too. But it is an exciting week, of course. Super Bowl, Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're getting into that. Pro Bowl last week, last minute news that Jason Witten was going to go as an alternate. Zach Ertz going to the Pro Bowl. So uh, Jason Witten hits his 11th time. Wow. 11th. Does that put him ahead of Bob Lilly or ties? ties? Like it ties him. Wow. Ties him. Yeah, for most. That's impressive. Yeah. You think about a guy that, and again, uh, you know, in 2003, I would say this Bill Parcells had a great eye for what Jason Witten could be. And he convinced us, he had to convince us all. And, you know, the, where Jason Witten sat on that board and, Drafted as a young guy and the, the, the career that he's had, I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, he's he's by far exceeded anything. Again, Parcells had the right vision for him, but he's far and exceeded. I'm finding people, though, now are kind of ready for him to move on, which I find is... No. Is, is, I'm not. Well, were you surprised that he was that high of an alt- alternate, that he was the next guy up? You know what? I, I felt like that he voting? would... I, yeah, I didn't feel like he had a terrible season. You know, I just feel it, it's sad to see that people are ready for him to move on. That you know, and and again, that that's uh, there's a lot of fans out there that are okay. You know, hey, wit, green, uh, what do you tell you always call gold jacket wit and all that. But you know, you I don't think that Jason Witten is the problems for this football team. You know, I think there's other problems with this team that we you know we've tried to point out when we do these shows. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Jason Witten is one of those problems. I'm not saying that because I was on the staff that brought him here. I think you still have a productive football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people are like, on my timeline, like, yeah, he's slow, needs to move on. Yeah, has he lost a step? Sure he has. But you know what? He's still capable of making plays. He's still capable of getting still your first Still good in the down. red zone? Yeah. And those are all things that I think that, you know, you have to focus on right there. But Fan the, bases get antsy for turnover. And they yeah. want to know what's next. And they're thinking on a three-year plan. Like what's what's the next guy, but they forget that you got to have a guy in the room that's going to teach you how to practice. That's well, going to teach you how to be a grown up. Like yeah, well, especially he, nowadays. I, yeah. I just I just find it you know and, and and hey if it's his last Pro Bowl you know he had a hell of a run he really really did have a hell of a run and so you know however he gets in as first ballot or alternate or whatever you know I mean he's 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 more than proven his opportunity and when he goes out he needs to go on his own not. Some Joe and Flower Mound saying it's time for Jason Witten to go. Jason Witten will know when it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love the photo. Margot Gill, uh, who works in our social department, was out there doing different work. And so she sent me the photo of him and Alvin Kamara. And I was like, oh, man, this is just epic. Obviously, they both went to Tennessee, which right. is great. And I'm sure they have that mutual respect for each other there. But, you know, 
Alvin, you guys have seen him. The grills and the neck tats. And what is he, 21? The, yeah. no, the nose ring. The nose but, ring. But me... And then Jason's just like, and they're just opposite. They're yeah. so contrasted. It's so awesome. But you know, it's funny. That's when we got Jason Witten here. He, yeah. was, he was Alvin Kamara. He was a 21-year-old guy that was, you know, from the, you know, from the border of you know, Tennessee, Virginia area. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's good to see, though, that uh, the, the bridge between those two. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, that's, the great, that's the great thing about college football. Once teammates, always teammates, But no matter, thing, no matter what era. And the good thing with Witten, he's adapted to these young guys. Yeah. Like the, the playfulness with Zeke uh, in the locker room, the old man Witten. Right. You know, and he, he kind of embraces that because he's part of it. And, and he'll tell you, you hang around with young people, they keep you young. Well, I right. – Mick. That's why I hang with Taylor. That's you know what? No, but I'm you know what's funny? Younger every day. The beard. The beard. Uh, I, th- I think the thing with Witten though, in embracing Dak and Zeke and the young guys, is those guys gave him a little legitimate chance for a run at a Super Bowl last year. I mean, excuse me, two years ago. You know, I, I'm sure it was very hard for Jason Witten to see what happened to Tony Romo. I'm sure it was very hard for him to see the guy that he, you know, the ride and die guy that he's been with. And all of a sudden now, you know, that's, that's what, you know, we always say this father time is never lost, you know, first time. And, and yeah. And so all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there and you're Jason when you're thinking, Hey, Zeke and Dak, they, you know, you won 13 games, your number one seed, you know, you should have made the Super Bowl. You should have. I don't think I mean, history will tell you, you should have made the Super Bowl in DFW that I won a championship more for that doesn't have one already than yeah Jason like Witten. dirk and dirk's got yeah. his you know mike madonna those yeah. guys yeah yeah like, and just think that he he embraced the opportunity to go again yeah. you know he could have said you know what it wasn't a good season yeah. you know I'm, I'm old i don't need to play another game but he embraced it he wanted to be there and, and participate and actually play right which a lot of guys turn it down because they come up with some cockamamie injury, and it's like, oh, I can't play. You know, and here's this 36-year-old guy goes, okay, yeah, I'm there. I'm yeah. bringing it, the family. You don't know how many rough. more campaigns. It was rough to watch him, though, after the loss to Seattle on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. And it, very emotional, which I understand. I mean, I don't understand because only he does. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was you understand the fact that he just loves this game so much. Oh no, he he loves he loves the fact that that he can compete. He's always been so competitive. That 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 is the one thing you could say. As talented as he is, the athlete he was early in his days, and the fact that he's still playing, his desire to compete is by far greater. I mean, there's guys I've been around. I mean, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Jason Witten. These guys, they love to play. These are guys that if you said, we're not paying you this week, they would still go play. They would still go find a way to go out there and compete. Darren Woods in the same way. Same type of guy. You said, hey, listen, we're going to show up and play tomorrow. We're going to pick 11 on 11. You in? I'm in. You know, that, that's the kind of guys. That's when scouts. He's look, not only in, he's there three hours. Yeah, he, he's warming up, getting ready, and like, hey, why are you late? Mixing the Gatorade. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> like, that, that's what go, I'm guys. saying. You, you, It's. The, the great thing about football and the great thing about athletics in general is you find guys throughout. And the one thing that either social media or the way they do TV now, you, you learn about guys. You learn about these guys. It's a shame that I'm sure we're going to get into a guy that, you know, is a Hall of Fame candidate coming up here with Mickey we're we going to talk about. And, and you, you, but he wasn't covered, 
you know, he wasn't covered in the social media world and the TV world and all that. And so that to me is, you know, there's a lot of guys that, 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 you know, they'll show up and compete. And that's the great thing about, I think, about Jason Witten. You could always say about him that he was always ready to compete. Yeah, before we get into different things, and of course, yes, Brian, you were hinting at Everson Walls, and we have great stuff to talk about him. Mickey yeah. will lead us in that topic. But, guys, the weirdest thing about Pro Bowl, you know, I got to say. Are you talking just, about your phone earlier? It's just vibrating. Yeah. It's not ringing. Cut that drop. But um, <laughs> the weirdest thing about the Pro Bowl this year, obviously, Demarcus Lawrence, he was already in, and Witten joined as an alternate. Then we found out, of course, that Travis Frederick um, would be going by himself for the first time, which yeah. is kind of odd for him because, you know, his best buddies ever. Didn't know how Zach to walk Barton, around, yeah. Tyron Smith, unfortunately, couldn't make it this year. So they have this tradition because Jeremiah did it last year when he went to the Pro Bowl. They always take a picture of them three on the field, you know, because, of course, every year since Zach has been a Dallas Cowboys gone to the Pro Bowl. And, right. And it's hilarious. So they had this three and – this year, just a solo pick. But maybe, yeah. you know, Jeremiah and Michael are great, uh, can we great gra- photoshoppers. Can we, can we photoshop the, the uniform onto these guys? Yes, yeah. yes. And I found out, guys, you know, you get you get a bonus, obviously, if you make the Pro Bowl. And I'm sure it's, there are different incentive things mixed into diff- different contracts. But if you don't actually go to the Pro Bowl, you don't get paid. Right. From the NFL. Right. So, you know, you got to really weigh your options there. That money is. What do you ju- miss out on? Thirty-two thousand. Sixty-five if, if you, you want. Your salary. Yeah, it's, half, it's half if you. <laughs> Let lose. me tell you what. Some Thirty-two thousand. That's like one week game check, some, right? Some of those Sadly, guys. Yes. Some of those guys need to win the game to take care of the, all the family right. stuff that's going on at the at yeah. the Pro Bowl. Although this was easier because they had to go to Orlando instead yeah, of Hawaii. Yeah, it's not the Hawaii. Oh, the Hawaii, Hawaii trip's yeah. a little like, more expensive and all hey. that. Yeah. Aunt Mary, can you drive? Yeah, I don't know if I can fly you there. Yeah, you know? I don't. I, but they, some of those things, I could say, I, hey, they they try and bump it up. Matter of fact, the winning Pro Bowl team gets more money than the losing Super Bowl team. Wow! So think about that. They're trying to make the Pro Bowl a little bit more important. Did you hear? Still didn't watch it. Did you hear <laughs> James Harrison last night? They were asking him, "What did you do with your fourteen tickets? Like, how did you distribute yeah. them?" He goes, "Whoever buys them gets them." Yeah. And the guy goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, well, I had to pay for him. Yeah. He goes, I can't afford to pay for 14 people to come here on my dime. For how long? <laughs> so if they want my tickets, they got to buy them. You know what? Is he selling them online? It, it, no, he's selling. Well, know, the Cowboys used to do it yeah. back in the day. They, there was a lot of selling online going. You know well, that? It wasn't online, but. I can I can speak from experience on this one, for actually, because they gave us six when I was in Green Bay. And it, it is a very, it, to see who how you have to distribute them. Is you not, got cousins you haven't talked to it, about two no, years I, popping out? It's of the funny. I mean, you got <laughs> guys. You got hey, guys. There, yeah, you you got guys coming up, and you're like, wait a minute, I haven't talked to you. But how you distribute all that is is it's really you, you got to get take care of all that before you go. That's the wife's you, you, job. You've got to <laughs> the wife's job, the girlfriend's job, the yeah. mother's job. Here, yeah. you yeah. are the sergeant at arms on the ticket. Yeah. I bet the game is the least of their worries. Well, just think I get about to go down there for five hours and be away from like the twenty people I brought down here. When there wasn't two weeks yeah. between Thank games, and, and, yeah. and all of a sudden you're you're in, and now you're going to the site, and now you got to deal with tickets and yeah. family. It's and not easy. Travel or weather. Have you guys seen? You know, we sometimes get to weather here, and we have to get to weather because the Super Bowl right now is basically frozen, negative nine, currently. 
It's indoors. I'll be up there Saturday. Well, that's can't wait. That's that's <laughs> you were going. Yeah, or just Saturday to go up there for Everson's Hall of Fame thing. Dope. Yeah. yeah. So we fly in early Saturday and fly back Sunday. Hopefully, if the plane can land. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. You'll be good. They're used yeah, to it. They are used to they it. They have up there. the icing up there. They do have that up there. I, I can vouch for that. The the thing that's interesting because the Super Bowl being in Minneapolis and they last hosted in '91, which I believe was Buffalo and Washington, if it I'm was. not mistaken. It's my first year working in with the Packers. And the thing that I remember though about that, you know, you're you're thinking, why would you have it in Minnesota when you've got these great locales like? You know, with New Orleans and Miami and Tampa and, you know, hopefully here in Los Angeles if we could ever kind of get some, you know, get some holes in the ground to build a stadium out there. But, you know, the thing about it is the commissioner's been pretty consistent. The league has been pretty consistent. If you build a new stadium for one of these teams, they will put that senior that, – that, I almost said senior bowl – that Super Bowl. They will put that <laughs> Super, awesome too. <laughs> Super Bowl in your city no matter how cold it is. I'm not sure the temperature in that 91-season Super Bowl – was any better? Ever got above ten? Yeah, and trust me, I was living in Green Bay at the time. Downtown at the NFL's main hotel, where the offices were and everything was taking place, they had an ice sculpture outside. Never, right? it never, <laughs> not one drop not, melted. <laughs> I swear, just to God, absolutely it beautiful. Was just solid. It yeah. was so cold. Yeah. Now the good thing is, as you can see, when they show some shots of downtown, they have these uh, bridge tunnels like you can walk across so you don't have to really go outside and they're pretty well connected uh but yeah you don't want to go outside it was it was brutal that's all i remember are we going to get a super bowl in las vegas I think, oh absolutely yeah, that's going to be yeah. wild no that, that's, that's happening that's the that deal. is happening yeah you build these stadiums the league will reward the city for their efforts be a little different than minneapolis might be the last super bowl ever <laughs> they just shut it down after the super bowl halftime show <laughs> Please do not invite someone crazy. It'd yeah. be like Migos and <laughs> craziness. Well, they actually had a last night part of that deal. They had an outdoor concert. Yeah. And there was people out there. Yeah. It's like, it seriously? Gets the people yeah. going. Get them going. Yeah. I, I, I know. Taylor had to listen to my rant about the way that whole media thing is taken care of now at the, se- the Super Bowl. I keep saying Senior Bowl. It's Super Bowl. It's, it's, it got, that's your it got way out of hand. Mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know, since you're not there last night, it might have been a little bit more controlled. I didn't see anybody walking around with a... Um, wedding dress. Wedding dress. Yeah. Short, a, short. a short, short wedding dress yeah. asking Tom Brady if you would marry me. Yeah. And, you know, He's already doing well enough. Like that. Yeah. 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 Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we have to talk about coaching news. Des Bryant, of course, we previewed Everson Walls and many Super Bowls. And and how do you pick who you're rooting for in this game? Everyone's already saying not the Eagles. So join us when we come back. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and 
so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talking Cowboys. Uh-oh, where's Rob? Oh, Rob, we miss you so much, but Tommy oh, John... No. Tommy John. You got it? Oh, I think one we got Brian. Does. Brian's going to fill in. Go, Go ahead. In football, often the quickest plays mixed with some good old-fashioned ingenuity are the keys to winning. Kind of like Tommy John's horizontal quick drive fly. It's the most intuitive, simple, and speedy feature that other underwear brands just don't have. Shop exclusive uh, Cowboys underwear at TommyJohns.com forward slash Cowboys. We miss you, Rob. I found the next best use for those. I'm all right with that. Oh, gosh. You wear them when you go skiing. Are they good? I didn't know where you're going with that. I didn't know. Yeah. Because you got all this stuff on, right? Yeah, and the quick and the quick fly the draw. Quick thing. fly yeah, draw. Exactly. Yeah. He's a ski guy, Mickey. Especially when, especially when you drink a lot of I beer am. on the. He's a ski bunny. <laughs> okay. Snow bunny. Snow bunny. I'm not sure that's appropriate. <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's I'm good. talking about the animal. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, I'm just okay. saying, you know, like bunnies, they hop down mountains and. Yeah. I know that you're you're nice fairly experienced. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, say, right. Yeah, it's amazing you're we saying know this with a straight ski face. Bunny is. <laughs> straight Whoa. face Tay right here. <laughs> I did not mean that. I meant that he was getting out there, and I know that you're probably pretty good at it, aren't you? <laughs> I can get down. Is there any uh, video of this anywhere? No. No video. No. Ever. Well, I mean, why? Let me ask you, who's going to take it? Who wants? Who wants? Ken, to let me ask you. Can we do a documentary on that next year? We need to. Nick goes skiing. It would be great. It is, it's, Kent and I got back without, you know, bringing anything back that I wasn't supposed to. Okay. Oh, okay. What? Kent was giving. Why'd you have to clarify that? Because yeah. Kent was giving me uh, was laughing. So oh, you wouldn't saying, that be funny? Are you saying you were in a state that uh, has legal? Hey, let me tell Enjoying you. Yourself. Yeah. So this is a this is a public service announcement for anybody. So we're PSA. sitting, we're leaving, right? Denver yeah. Airport, sitting in the gate area. Ton of dogs, aren't there? The dogs came through and started yeah. sniffing everything you had. Oh yeah, yep. oh yeah. So beware. If yeah, if you're carrying back, beware in those you might get, in those legal. States. You might get through TSA, but the, the DEA <laughs> is still there. Nope. Watch out, always... David Hellman. Yeah, <laughs> David Hellman. <laughs> David Hellman. No, he's in Big Ben by himself. Right. Throwing rocks Isolation. around. <laughs> Just me and my dog. A Tiny Jim. Did you hear? Did you hear the real quickly? Did you hear the story about the decision that he had to make to walk across the ice glacier, or whatever? Did you hear the story? He's like, it's no. Like, I'm glad he didn't tell me. It's like a, it's like a hundred foot drop to one side, and then something other danger. And he kind of like inched out there, and he looked to one side, he looked to the other, and he's like, 
no, I can't make it. I got to go back, you know. So, yeah, he, he decided instead of trying to get across the ice glacier and maybe fall into the ravine, he would just said, no, I'm going to I'm going to go back and read a book. Just have a nice restful Mickey, vacation. Mickey, social media is the, the demise of our society. It's, it's Dave <laughs> thinking that he's smarter than the wilderness. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah boy from yeah. New Orleans uh, well, out there doing that. We were going to discuss different coaching things, and I wanted to jump into uh, Rob's Kellen Moore column, but I'm going to leave that to him because we can get that really next week, too, because it might be official, official by then. Yeah. Of course, we have preconceived notions but I do want to get in you know we've talked about different things with Des Bryant and Michael Irvin and different things like that and you know just the stir of Des being this off-season you know storyline how do you guys feel about it have any of your your ideas changed I know Mickey your calm on on being DAC friendly and certain things like that that's the new term we're throwing around right now DAC friendly and and Des Bryant their chemistry hmm hmm <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you think the, the 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 little chemistry? What do they call those things? Beakers, where you yeah. miss thing. Early bar flask, yeah. yeah, flask, yeah. That it it just blew up like after last season, the last eight games. All of a sudden, the chemistry just disappeared. Have you kind of you using that as a kind of a go to thing? As like you think that that's more what we? Okay, let me ask you this then: Why? Didn't we see that? Though? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, that's I want what I somebody to, to explain it, it, to That's me. the one thing about chemistry. You kind of mix things up and say, okay, let's see if it blows up. Right. Oh, it looks like it's uh, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's worse well, if it never fizzles at all. I mean, what happened? What happened? What happened? What yeah. Happened? yeah, yeah. That, what if, happened? Yeah, that to me is the bigger question. And no one can answer that. It's like, well, they didn't have chemistry. They don't have to, well, yeah, okay. If you factored out his numbers over those last eight games, it, it was a it would be over 16. It would be a pretty darn good Pro Bowl season. How do they practice together? You know, can you go back to training camp when we get to watch the full practices? How do you feel like they have a practice chemistry? Well, all I know is when we were watching practice, now you correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. we were sitting there going, oh my, look at Dez. He is mm -hmm. healthy mm -hmm. as he's ever been. He's going to have an explosive season. They were giving him days off, to, yeah. if I remember, yeah. I yeah. mean, he was, he was running like his hair was on fire. Yeah. And catching passes, and they they were right on tune. Hard to hard to cover. Mike, you've seen you know this season now working for the Cowboys, but then last season not. What do you think is the difference? I think it's a it's a it's a trust level. Like you get into a pattern with a guy when you start throwing him the ball, and he, I mean, he's lost a step. Right after the foot injury, I don't think Des has ever been quite the same player, but he's still really damn good. So you get into this this game of trust of a young quarterback. Who can I rely on to get the first down? For the first year, it was Cole Beasley. Last year, there was really nobody. Um, and whenever you throw it at Dez, and it the sequence repeats itself where he doesn't deliver, or he's not open at the right time, if uh, the route isn't exactly where you want it to be, you say, I'm going to go with what's working. Like eventually you have to cut somebody off and say, I'm going to go with what's going to get me this first down. And that's, you know, a negative feedback loop that you've created, but that's how sports work. Like, you go to the guy who's going to work for you every time. Mm -hmm. And not that Dez isn't spectacular and he's not dominant in the red zone and things like that, but, I mean, the timing has never been there to me. It just never has. So how did he catch in those last eight games last year? Mm -hmm. 16, 44 catches. He was on pace. If you multiplied it, he would have had a 1,200-yard season and 14 touchdowns. So how do you explain from January to September that all fell apart? 
Yeah, I think it's. I think they overcorrected defensively, probably, and made it easier to get the ball to Dez the end of last season. Why didn't they do that last year when he was when when the when he was running the Packers ragged in the playoff game? Why didn't they correct yeah. then? Yeah, that's a good. You question. remember the game? I mean, mm-hmm. he had yeah. like eight catches for oh, no. 120 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. Yeah. Why? Sometimes so what happened? Dez. Yeah. yeah. Dez is going to Dez. Well, and, and when you're down, it's a different mentality. When you're chasing points. They were chasing force. points most of the season that second yeah. half. Yeah. But and I mean, if you like remember the, the first game. half, but just look at the first half of the season. Dak Prescott's quarterback rating was near 100. Mm-hmm. So what happened the second half? That's uh, what I want to know. Oh, now, have you guys, has anyone, and this is along this line, so bear with me. It's going to take me a second to get to this point. But have you seen the Tom vs. Time Facebook documentary that's going around? I haven't right seen now? it yet. Have you seen it at all? Tom, Tom, Tom Brady. Time. Tom Brady. Tom oh, Brady. Did I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, so the episode two is about the mental game, and it's about how he goes and practices, and they go back to some July 1st, 2017. He's at some park with some random coach and the Alex Guerrero guy and all this stuff, and they're doing it, and Danny Amendola is his guy that's out there in L.A. with him on July 1st, 2017, mm-hmm. and he's just – chunking it right and danny you can see in the background they don't even bring him up at all he is just running like ragged like okay oh and there's a few there over his head and all this stuff and then when you hear him talk you know and mick you were watching the opening night last night brady goes to three guys he's got jules danny and gronk that's the guys he talks about continuously i feel like of course they have great receivers as well you know chris hogan's a guy that's really stepped up for them but this rapport he has with these guys and these ones that he trusts Dak, I remember last year, and this is not a knock on Dak at all. It's not. But, you know, he, he would always go out and practice with Andy Jones. Yeah. He'd go out there, and they would be practicing in Ford Center for an hour or so. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's anything like, oh, well, he should have been – that should have been Dez or anything like that. But you guys heard Terrence after the season ended. He said, we need to do a better job getting together outside of practice time, outside of meeting times. We're not doing that as much as we should be doing. Okay. So, uh, how did 2016 happen? Asked as Bryant. I don't know. No, I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. I saw him out there with with Jones a, a whole bunch of times, and they didn't help the kid make the team. But exactly, right. yeah. But he didn't hardly practice with those guys in training camp in 2016. He's a raw rookie. All right, and and until Romo gets hurt, he's basically second string until he was third string until Kellen Moore gets hurt. His practice reps in the offseason were negligible. He'd get a two or three in those OTAs, right? Yet he has the best season any Cowboy rookie quarterback has ever had. And Dez explodes after he gets over the tibial fracture. Uh, Pro Bowl season. And, and in the second half. So – they didn't have any work in the offseason together. Des wasn't even – I don't even know if he was working. He was overcoming something. Sure. So, again, somebody explain to me what happened. I think it's it's those guys who have to explain it to you. Well, I'm saying, but everybody, no. everybody's everybody got a theory. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I, and I think you've been on this since the word go. I think it's the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line was nearly Pass as – protection. It wasn't nearly as good as it needed to be. It wasn't. We, we've talked about this a bunch, that the left tackle situation was never stable. 
the left guards didn't stabilize until you'd already lost. You'd had the three-game losing streak, basically, you know. And then the the right tackle was getting better every week. But still, you know, there were times where teams were where it came down to you didn't have the threat of Ezekiel Elliott running the football. Mickey said that as well. There was just not that threat. And all of a sudden, now you're putting everything on Dak. Yeah. You're putting everything on Dak. You're putting everything on Dez. And you're saying, hey, go out there and make plays. It was. And, and, and you brought up confidence. You know, let's be honest. There were some inside throws that Dak made where Dez didn't even go for it. I mean, it's like, whoa. Get after know? it. Yeah. Like, you know, where, where how many times have you ever seen Dez Bryant turn down a pass? Not many. Not many. But there were some throws. And I don't think that Dak Prescott really had confidence in Dez Bryant, in Terrence Williams. I don't think he did. Every ball he threw was contested. Yeah. Then, how about the pick sixes that he threw? How many were knocked up in the air and coming back the other way? Four. Yeah. Mickey, you you see on the plane when we're coming back, you know, Dez is always very social and he's talking to people and he's usually holding his iPad already with film on it. And after the Atlanta game, he came over to talk to Jeremiah. Yeah. And he's showing Jeremiah a play. Of course, everyone knows the storyline of that game, Chaz Green. Yeah. He's like, I'm right here. I'm right on. The, he's yeah. right on the outside. Right. Perfect, perfect, like just route running. Incredible. The best, you you know, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. And he's just standing there just like, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's See, like that, he got that, frustrated. That's the problem that you have because I you know, Mickey brings up a great point. What's the problem with Des and Dak? Yeah, we can say go to the Tom Brady method and go to, you know, and work and work and work and work. And I get that. I get that. But I could be real honest, too. I don't know how many times Tony and Des Bryant were out there throwing at Valley Ranch, to be honest Just with you. Just kicking it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, and we could talk about work. That's true. That's what I mean. Training camp is for these times of, you know. We we laughed at Garrett and and Dak when they when when they used to play Target and they're okay I be, I've got twenty one you know we laugh at that but there's something to that that was like a little superstition that they had or whatever that worked for them but how many times have we you know you see you know and let's be honest Des Bryant is an older receiver he's got a banged up knee he's not always healthy. You know, how many times you want to run, keep running routes, keep running, keep running, Des, keep running, keep running. They actually tell him to chill out a little bit. That's what I'm saying. He runs a little, he runs a little too You hot. get to a point where now all so of a sudden. You got to get that uh, yeah, IV. Yeah. Well, he, you know, and he's in great physical condition, but, you know, he's an older receiver. Throwing the ball to uh, younger guys that can run all day. Yeah, that I get that. You know, but you know, they, they go back and people say, well, how about Marvin Harrison and, and, and Manning and Reggie Wayne? Those guys had a relationship through years of working together and years of having pre-practice. It, it's legendary to go watch Manning throw the ball to Reggie Wayne and throw it to Marvin Harrison pre-practice. It's like, throw it here, throw it here, throw it here. Didn't they go through the intra- entire uh, route tree That's like what five they do. Times? That's what they do. And we haven't seen yeah. that yet. But I'm, I'm just saying, though, to me, I think that we have to be – I think when you look at the failure of this season – and I'll say this one more time. Des Bryant believed that it, it, he was okay with the lack of receptions as long as the team was winning and as long as the team was running the football. Right. That's where so he accepted Is that your answer then, Mick, the offensive line? Oh, that- I, I- – 
told you that a month ago. So then that's He's your right. Yeah. I mean, think about did you I think watch? We're looking for more. Do you think, I just you think the you think that. the the NFC Pro Bowl team would have liked a better another offensive tackle out there? Yeah. To help. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Definitely destroyed stuff, right? Yeah. Including the last play, basically of the game. Yeah, the offensive line. How does your How does your quarterback the first half of the season throw sixteen touchdown passes and four interceptions? Five and three. Yeah. And you go five and three, right? And 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 then the second half, it's it's like uh, and two of the ga- six touchdown passes and nine interceptions. In two of the games, guys, if we remember, they didn't really Zeke wasn't really running the ball all that well. Oh, he, 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 he wasn't sell, He wasn't doing everything all that well. The first two games, yeah, of the that, season, that was basically. on that was on Prescott. I mean, Prescott was he carried them. Yeah. So now, after 24 games, I figured out his quarterback rating, career quarterback rating, was 102. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Pretty good. And then he good. It the second half of the season, the last eight games, it's 74. Well, what changed? Yeah. Yeah. He, no Zeke. No Zeke was huge, and the offensive line. And lines, then the offensive line. And, but craters. again, I'm not. I'm not washing my hands from what Des was doing because you're right. There were times where he was open, but there were some times he could have helped. There's some times he could have helped his quarterback. And the quarterback, to your point again, Mike, how much confidence? I'm like, okay, I got to throw this ball to Terrence Williams here. Okay, here we go. Bam! In the air. Oh, it's coming back. Now, you know, what do you think? Like going, you you mentioned all those receivers that played into their 30s. Yeah. And what do you think the prevailing theme of their talents was? Route to... running ability. Thank you. Yeah. You got to be precise you, you, when you get to be that age. That's why. That's why Manning had such success throughout his career. Even when he got to Denver, too. Those guys were. Good route runner. If your timing's him. perfect, it doesn't he's, matter if the coverage he's is perfect. Look at what he made to Marius Thomas well, oh, yeah. that but, season. I, how about, I mean, I'm thinking of guys going all the way back. How about all those receivers that, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the, it, it seemed like that, it, that the Colts always had their guys, but I'm trying to think of Moorhead. the guy. There was a there was a kid whose whose dad was a coach. Stokely. Stokely. There you go. I mean, he's taking guys like Stokely, and mm. all of a sudden you're making them like big time receivers. It was like, oh gosh, you, uh, you know, Brandon Stokely, I think yeah. it was the name. Dad was Nelson Stokely, mm-hmm. coached at Southwestern Louisiana. So you're taking these receivers, and nobody's no, nobody even likes them. They don't even they can't even catch the ball. No one likes them. Well, and they, and they, they've, got, they've got a hundred receptions. Because what everybody looks at now is you, you got to have speed. Well, it, it's not all about speed. It's route running, route especially running. when you get to be an older receiver. And, and you're, you're at some point your speed's going <laughs> fade, right? Preach. You got to run routes. Yeah. If you don't separate in this league, you're. I don't care who's playing quarterback. There's some guys. Yes, throw you open. Yes, Tony Romo throw it. Yes, but Tony will even tell you, man. That was a Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees will throw you open. You know, there's guys like that. But what's the problem with Drew Brees? He's Mickey's height. He's a shorter guy. He can't see a lot, but he but he makes his ability to throw you open is what separates him. It's like this kid Josh Allen from Wyoming. He sets up so slow, but you know what? His arm length, I mean his arm, the way he gets the ball out of his hand is is rare. That's what you gotta have. I think so much of Dez's game relies on a guy just throwing him the ball every once in a while. Go even be when, an athlete. Yeah, even whenever he's covered. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of trust. And you're like, you're saying, 
trust me on that end, but I'm not going to put in every single rep here yeah. the right way so that whenever I can ever get to that step three to where we can just look at each other and go, yeah, do that. Yeah. So it's, it's the Jay Novacek treadmill. You know, yeah, it, exactly. and it it's may close be close your eyes and throw thing. And it may be uh, a benefit to have a new voice in that wide receiver room. No doubt. Sorry. And I'm not saying anything bad about Derek Dooley, but it, sometimes you got to hear a new voice. Mm-hmm. And and maybe this will be one of the changes. Do that we have helps to go to break out. or something? Too? I'm sorry. You, no, you're I, good. Okay. You're good. But Sanjay Lal. Yeah, but real real quick though about that about Des and Des hit, will have his say. Des will go to Jerry Jones and say, listen, you know, this, this is what I know. This, this, you know, the routes, the, the, the innovation, the things, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll spell his case out. And if things don't work out, if they, they've made changes, like Mickey said, there's a new voice in that wide receiver room. He's going to have his own ideas. Yeah, there's going to be, hey, this is why I think you should use Des Bryant. Boy, I'll tell you what, when I was, hey, this is how we do it. So, you know. We'll, this will be real interesting. All the things that Des Bryant says, if they hold true and then they have a successful year, great for Des Bryant. If they don't, now you're going to have to make some switches. Now is when you say, okay, why has this not worked now for two years? Why? And then that's when the decisions from the front office are made, whether it's the head coach or whether it's the player. That's the decisions that will be made. And going back and showing somebody I was open at this point on a play really doesn't matter because yeah. you have to be open when the pocket's clean, yeah. when your quarterback's ready to throw it, not 12 seconds into a route. That doesn't matter. Like you, Every wide receiver could probably go back and be like, look, I'm open here. Well, the play had broken down at that yeah. point. Get open when you got to be open. Or I got off of you already because you weren't yeah. open when Who's I, to say I that he would have even caught it if they had thrown it to him? <laughs> I mean, how many balls did he miss that were just – Right in his hands. I mean, he lost trust, if anything else, yeah. throughout the season. Their connection was not It was a positive. strange year for him. It was a mm-hmm. very strange year for Des Bryant for for the way that the, the receptions that he had and then the lack of ones he didn't have. We just got done doing the year-end special with uh, with Michael Irvin and his number one thing. that He, he showed up? He showed up. He was on time even. Or wow. Close, close to on time. He's not the Super Bowl? No. Oh, wow. We did it. We did it. Uh, we recorded it Friday. We're chopping it up now. But his. Uh, oh, okay. His, he is his, at the Super Bowl. His number one oh, point oh. Uh, this offseason was get a number two receiver that can play like a number two receiver and help Dez out. I think Dez needs to help himself. Yeah. But it's not a bad point. Did he Did he preview his, I don't even know how to call it, the suit he wore last night? No. Hey, we need everyone to go look at that on social media. What was it? Break. I don't know. Was it leather? It was It was leather. It was. It was. Cold, it was. Cold leather, it looked like Cobra. So did he get it from uh, did he get it from Harley Davidson Company? <sighs> like I chaps and I stuff? Maybe go he, look at it I thought maybe he previewed right it when he, when he did the show. He said, oh. you guys got to see what I'm going to wear. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm going to wear. You know, everybody in this building needs to look at themselves on really what happened. Seriously. Des... Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> what happened what to his outfit? No, no, no. I'm just talking you about... You got real serious. I, no, no. I'm just saying going back went to put a bow on this. Everybody needs to go and look at themselves. Seriously. Des Bryant needs to look at himself. D- Dak Prescott needs to look at himself. Zeke Elliott, go look at yourself for, you know, the decision you made, you know, or the decision that was made for you, you know. Absolutely. Don't let things happen next this year that happened last year. It shouldn't be as simple as, oh, they're going to double Cole, Cole Beasley. No. This play's over. Yeah. There's yeah. no hope. 
Yeah. yeah. Like that's well, ridiculous. You guys, you guys had a great Des conversation, and I know we'll have an even better Everson Walls and Super Bowl conversation coming up next. We have to take our final break. I know we're having so much fun today. Join us when we come back. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Well, it's time to talk a little Papa John's pizza. It's all over the Super Bowl right now, and obviously, if you're looking for a good pizza, you got to have good ingredients, and Papa John's, those veggies, fresh, whole, never frozen, and the pepperoni, 100% so good. pork and beef. I'd even mix in a little deep dish with sausage Woo! and if you have ingredients like that you have better pizza and it's papa john's mm-hmm. that is true that is true are they having any deals for the super bowl have you seen them yet? i haven't seen them yet okay okay but i'm sure there's a two for one out there there always is you're right you're right and unfortunately guys you know we're having so much fun today we only have 10 minutes to talk about that and i preface that because 10 minutes to talk about the great man that everson walls is 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 not nearly enough of course, he is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame alongside names like Randy Moss and, and Torello. And so, yeah. you know, and Brian Erlacher, my alumni friend here from New Mexico. So, Go Lobos. Yes, of course, we will find that out Saturday at NFL Honors where they give all the awards of the year and, and different things like that. And I think it's a fair point. You know, I think, Mickey, I don't know our timing, but – I was going to save Rob's poll to when he's back as far as Super Bowls, but I think we can really dive in to Everson Walls and we can get into the 30th or the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 27. But Everson Walls, your case, Mick. Well, I just think if you look at some of the numbers that uh, he put up and compare them to some of the people that are already in 
uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I think what was shocking to me is in the modern day era, there's only 17 cornerbacks in the NFL Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How, how does that happen? DB's underrated. I mean, and, and, and he led the league three times. The only other person to lead the league three times in interceptions was Ed Reed. And when he's eligible, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He's got he's 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 led the Cowboys five times uh, in interceptions. He's got more career interceptions than anybody that's played for the Cowboys except Mel Renfro, who's already in the Hall of Fame. He's so that includes Deion Sanders, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's led the league more times than Deion Sanders. Has more career interceptions than Deion Sanders. Uh, and his 11 interceptions his rookie year is not only a Cowboy rookie record, a franchise record, but no one has had more interceptions in a single season since then. Undrafted. So how rookie. do you sit here That's yeah, an as an undrafted? One. No one will do that again. No, right? Undrafted. And the worst part was in 82, the next year, he had seven interceptions in nine games, and it was a strike season. So he missed out on seven games. There's no telling how many more he would have had. So to me, you don't have to sit here and you know plead. I think if you just are a reasonable person and look at the numbers, you go, yeah, he's in. An undrafted kid who played one year of high school football at, at Richard in Richardson Burtner, right? yeah, Bergner. yeah, and, and, and goes to Grambling State. And, and ends up being a free agent rookie because his girlfriend, who ends up being his wife, says, this is where I'm going to school. If you want to continue to date me, you, you better go boss. to Grambling, too. And then not to mention— She runs the show. Yeah, yeah and right? not to mention, would you give your kidney to a teammate? Yes, and it's a story that the NFL needs to not only embrace but uh, preserve and and. The best place to do it is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because, as I say, and I've said it when about Bob Hayes, um, Rayfield Wright, you know, these stories need to be preserved. And someday we're not going to be here to tell them or, or remind people, but the Hall of Fame is where you preserve those stories. And I just think that, you know, it's a no-brainer to me, but we'll see. A man of principle. I'm I'm in the bag for the guy because I've known him for about five, six years. So I'm just going to echo everything Mickey said. And I have nothing negative that I've ever said or ever seen from Everson Walls. He's one of my favorite people on earth. One of the nicest guys, one of those personable dudes you can meet. And then you go back and you realize what kind of career he had. Unreal. And Undrafted. how good he was whenever he played and how dominant that secondary was uh, once they got uh, – Thurman, right? In 85, yeah. they ended Downs, up being the, thir- yeah. the Thurman Thieves. Thurman's Thieves. That poster is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, with their yeah, nine their interceptions that year. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with in TV, radio, any landscape, and also just an exceptional football player. And it doesn't hurt that he played for the Cowboys. I'm sure the catch thing, people remember him from that. And they forget that he had, what, two picks that game? Yeah. <laughs> two picks almost, earlier in that game. He almost won the game for him. Yeah. 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 And he went somewhere else to get his Super Bowl, which kind of sucks if you're a Cowboys fan. But just a ridiculously talented guy. One of the first dudes that could backpedal at, like, running speed and keep his eyes on the quarterback. That's how he picked off so many balls. And I'm really happy this year that we're working on stuff with him, some documentaries and things like that. That's why I'm going up there Saturday to see if he gets in. 
to be in the room with him that entire day. And I really want him to get in. I know all the Cowboys fandom does. He deserves it. I don't know if it happens. Yeah, and, and, and the odds are long. Very yeah, long. I, I understand. Yeah. And I understand that, you know, you go from 15 guys that are semifinalists, they cut to 10, then they cut to five, and then you got to get 80% yeses after you get to five. So yeah. it's, a, it's a tough process, and there's a lot of it's a good, uh, class, good players. Yeah, and he knows it. He, he even said it after he looked at it, and he was kind of laughing like, oh, my gosh, I, I don't have yeah. a chance. The but one, I think yeah. if you look at it, the other thing about him that people don't know, and I remember my first impression of him when I got here, was you'd interview him, and he would say things that basically would disagree with what Landry had to say. And I was like, I, I was like, are you kidding me? They're, Who does that? These guys are contradicting the head coach, especially Tom Landry, and he right. had no problem speaking his mind all the way through, all the way to the very end uh, when Jimmy got mad at him in that Arizona game because he was uh, kibitzing with uh, Roy Green after the game, after Roy Green made the winning touchdown catch. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be difficult, as Mickey says, because you look at and a guy like – and I know he's battling a guy, like Jerry Kramer, you know, from the Packers guard from the Lombardi's teams and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, with only one shot at it, yeah, and and that's the that's the problem. And you, you, but I think they've got a he's got a great guy presenting for him. You know, Rick Goslin was able to get Rayfield Wright in on his last go round. So hopefully, you know, Rick carries a lot of. I know he does. He carries a lot of clout in that room. So hopefully, he can present the case uh, for Walls, and then that the other voters agree with him, and it, it, he can get uh, his due to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we'll have a safe trip up there, Mike. Before we go, guys, I need to hear some Super Bowl predictions for this weekend. A lot of fans out there tweeting at us that they're very confused about this game, and they're very—they need our advice. They Why are our, they confused? Because they don't want the Eagles ever to have a Super Bowl ever. But they also okay, don't want the Patriots fine. to pass the Cowboys with six Super Bowls. Yeah, the Patriots have just—it's—it's it's incredible what they've done, especially so, in you've the, lost in that the, battle. Yeah, in, in the <laughs> let's right, the Eagles yeah, win. Let's yeah. just keep them. In the so that's—that's that's what you're okay. What's yeah. your prediction, Mike? You want to go out there? I mean, I think the Patriots are going to win. I think it's going to be a really fun game because of Philadelphia's front seven. Like Brian and I were talking about a minute ago, they're really scary, and I've never seen anything quite like what they do on the front seven. But it's the stinking Patriots. It's Tom Brady. If Watch you, episode just, two of Tom Verstappen. Yeah, just don't lose to the Panthers. If, if you could like uh, design an offense or uh, some kind of scheme where he doesn't touch the football in the fourth quarter, I'd run that one. But you can't. <laughs> so he's going to get like seven, ten, fourteen points in the fourth quarter, and it's going to be I don't know, twenty-seven, twenty-three Patriots. Okay, close. Yeah. I haven't thought it was scored. The only thing that kind of sticks in my mind is this last game for the Eagles. Nick Foles was that the blue moon? Because all I can remember is the game before that. Should have lost. If he doesn't mm-hmm. get a reception off a guy's knee that should have been a interception, yeah. they don't score a touchdown. Right. You're talking about Raiders, right? No, I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons when they oh, – oh, oh, oh. Divisional round, right? The divisional game. They scored 15 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 points, and, and not only did that happen, but – they got to recover a fumble at the one yard line to preserve that touchdown. Yeah. So, I, I, 
if, if I was a betting person, I would not bet on Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles has proven a lot of us wrong, though. Oh, yeah. He's 4-1, and one, including the playoffs as a starter. And, and Mike's right. This uh, When you look at the front seven for Philadelphia, they're good enough to handle Brady up front. It's very similar to the teams that Brady used to play against the Giants. If you remember how the Giants, and you looked up, and I know we're going to be on a, a plastic field up there, but if we were playing this game on grass and you saw the back of Tom Brady's jersey when he played the Giants and there were All grass green. when there were grass stains on his name, that's a tough day for Tom Brady. That, that is a tough day. And the Eagles can cover. The Eagles, their secondary can cover these guys. And I don't know necessarily, like I say, I like the physical running game with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia can spread you out inside handoff. You know, if you're the if you're the Patriots, you better be ready for a physical game up front. The the Eagles' offensive line is is just as good, just as good. I mean, people talk about the Cowboys. You talk about the division. The Eagles' offensive line is just every bit as good as the Cowboys' offensive line. If you want to compare, the one factor is it's Nick Foles versus Tom Brady. And, but it it is going to come down. The Eagles' defense is going to have to win this football game. And it's going to be low scoring because what's going to happen is I don't see Doug Peterson letting Nick Foles be the factor in this football game. I think it's going to be run, 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 and play defense. Field position is going to be key. And maybe can they force a turnover or two in the pocket? I I think Philadelphia's got a great shot at winning this football game. I really do. I just, and as much as, you know, I I mean, I worked in Philly. I have no, I grew up a Cowboy fan. Do I want to see Philly? Jeff Lurie was great to me because he gave me a chance to run a draft. I'll always be grateful. Eagles, I'm an Eagle fan, no. But in this football game, the Eagles are better than the New England Patriots. Before we go, Kent, what is your prediction here? I'm going to go with Tom. You can't bet against Tom. Uh, Inexperience of Foles. I'm going Patriots 34 uh, Eagles 21. Who do you got? I got the Patriots. Tom first time has actually brainwashed me. <laughs> so you it think I'm, I'm, the only, I'm the only one? No, that went, I, I think, uh, I, think you're, yeah. I think you're right on yeah. what you said. If if Philadelphia can get a couple turnovers with right. their defense, maybe even score, right, and, and take some pressure off. Foley, I like it. I no, no, you're right. And Atlanta I should, just don't trust him. Atlanta should have beaten. Should have beaten. Uh, they shouldn't be here. They, yeah, they mm-hmm. should. Be, I, I will say it's like say that defense. That defense only gave up ten points to Atlanta. And we've seen Atlanta score a bunch of points. Yeah. So to me, I you you hit it though. It's how many times they get to Tom Brady. Yeah. And do they it, change it, their it, play calling because his eye level down? Get the eye level down. Those those corners can cover, and they got a safety that can match with Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's a key right there. You too. think he plays? Oh yeah, absolutely he does. Yeah. Well, it's a second concussion. Thanks, guys. Super thanks, Bowl. Kent. Thanks, everyone who tuned <laughs> in today know. for Talking Tuesday. Yes, by this time next week, we'll know who the Super Bowl 52 champions are and what happens this week at NFL Honor. So stay tuned to that next week. We'll see you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?